Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. This is Religion Today with Martin Tanner, a weekly look at religion and spirituality here at home and around the world. Now, here's your host, Martin Tanner. Welcome. This is Religion Today. I'm your host, Martin Tanner. Today, the story of the birth of Jesus, the Christmas narrative from the Good News Translation of the Bible, which is in modern English. If you would like a transcript of this show, send me an email to martinstanner at gmail.com. If you have a question about this program or a question about something else religious, feel free to send me an email with your requests to martinstanner at gmail.com. Now, the Christmas story in modern English from the Good News Translation. Quote, This was how the birth of Jesus Christ took place. God sent the angel Gabriel to a town in Galilee named Nazareth. Sidebar. Gabriel is one of the archangels. Archangel literally means chief messenger. Arch means head or chief. And angel means messenger. In the traditional Bible, Michael and Gabriel are mentioned as archangels. In the book of Tobit in the Apocrypha, Raphael is an archangel. The book of Enoch mentions Metatron as an archangel. Now, this Gabriel who visits Mary is the same angel who visited the prophet Daniel in the Old Testament to give him the interpretation of Pharaoh's dreams. In Jewish culture and religion, the archangels are said to continually live in the presence of God. Now back to our story. Quote, The angel Gabriel had a message for a young woman promised in marriage to a man named Joseph, who was a descendant of King David. Her name was Mary. The angel came to her and said, Peace be with you. The Lord is with you and has greatly blessed you. But Mary was deeply troubled at the angel's appearance and message because she wondered what his words meant for her. The angel said to her, Don't be afraid, Mary. God has been gracious to you. You will become pregnant and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High God. The Lord God will make him a king as was his ancestor David. And he will be the king of the descendants of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. Mary said to the angel, But I'm a virgin. How then can this be? The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come upon you and God's power will rest on you. For this reason, the holy child you bear will be called the Son of God. 
for there is nothing that God cannot do. I am the Lord's servant, said Mary. May it happen to me as you have said. Then the angel left her. Mary was so excited, she said out loud, My heart praises God, for he has provided for us a mighty Savior, a descendant of his servant David, just as he promised through his holy prophets long ago. Now Mary was engaged to Joseph, but before they were married, he learned that she was going to have a baby by the Holy Spirit. Joseph was a man who always did what was right. He didn't want to disgrace Mary publicly, so he made plans to break their engagement by divorcing Mary privately rather than in public. While he was thinking about this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, descendant of David, don't be afraid to marry your betrothed Mary. Sidebar. Now, you may be wondering, wait a minute, if Mary and Joseph are just engaged, why does he need to divorce her? Well, in our society, while you are engaged, you can break your engagement. It doesn't need a divorce. But at the time of Joseph and Mary in Jewish culture, marriage was a three-step process An engagement could be broken, but once you were betrothed, which was the point at which Joseph found out that Mary was expecting, even though you were not yet finally married as husband and wife, a betrothal was a contract that could only be broken with a divorce. So that's why Joseph was considering divorcing Mary, even though they were still betrothed and not yet married. But... Intervening here was the angel of the Lord who appeared to Joseph and said, quote, Don't be afraid to take Mary to be your wife, for the Holy Spirit is what has made her conceive. She will have a son, and you will name him Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. Now all this happened in order to make come true what the Lord had said through the prophet. A virgin will become pregnant and have a son, and he will be called Emmanuel, which means God is with us. So when Joseph woke up, he was resolved to marry his betrothed, as the angel of the Lord had told him to do. At that time, Augustus ordered a census to be taken throughout the Roman Empire. When this first census took place, Quirinius was the governor of Syria. Now, sidebar, Luke's gospel has an error here. How do we know that? Well, because Herod is also over the Jews here. But Herod died in 4 BC, and Quirinius was the taxing governor in 6 AD. And so both Quirinius and Herod can't be living at the same time. Most scholars think that it wasn't Quirinius who was the taxing governor because it's more likely that Luke was in error about that than about whether Herod was in charge. Herod died in 4 BC, incidentally, which means that it's most likely that Jesus was born in 
6 BC, 5 BC, or 4 BC. I favor 6 BC. All right, back to our narrative here. At the time that Emperor Augustus ordered a census to be taken throughout the Roman Empire, this happened when Quirinius was the governor of Syria. Everyone went to register himself, each to their own hometown. Joseph went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to the town of Bethlehem in Judea, the birthplace of King David. Joseph went there because he was a descendant of David. He went to register with Mary, who was betrothed and promised in marriage to him, and she was pregnant. And while they were in Bethlehem, the time came for her to have her baby. She gave birth to her first son, wrapped him in a long strip of cloth, and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them to stay in the inn. That night there were shepherds in that part of the country who were spending the night in the fields taking care of their flocks. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone over them. They were terribly afraid. But the angel said to them, Don't be afraid. I'm here with good news for you, which will bring great joy to all people. This very day, in David's town, your Savior was born, Christ the Lord. And this is what will prove it to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloth and lying in a manger. Then suddenly a great army of heaven's angels appeared with the first angel and began singing praises to God. Glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went back into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing which has happened, which the Lord has told us. We'll be right back with more of the Christmas story after this. Stay tuned. Religion Today with Martin Tanner continues on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. We're back. This is Religion Today. I'm your host, Martin Tanner. Now let's resume with the traditional Christmas story in modern English from the Good News Translation of the New Testament. Quote, When the angels went back into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and saw the baby lying in the manger. When the shepherds saw him, they told them what the angel had said about the child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said. Mary remembered all these things throughout her life and thought about them deeply. The shepherds went back singing praises to God for all they had heard and seen. It had been just as the angel had told them. He was named Jesus, the name which the angel 
had given him before he had been conceived. Now, sidebar. The name Jesus comes from the Hebrew word, which means anointed one or savior. The name Christ comes from the Greek word Christos, which means anointed one. And so, Jesus from Hebrew means anointed one savior, and Christos from Greek means anointed one, essentially, the savior or leader. So, Jesus' first and last names, at least as we use them today, have the same meaning. Now back to the story. Quote, the time came for Joseph and Mary to perform the ceremony of purification as the law of Moses commanded. So they took the child to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male is to be dedicated to the Lord. They also went to offer a sacrifice of a pair of doves or two young pigeons as required by the law of the Lord. At that time, there was a man named Simeon living in Jerusalem. He was a good God-fearing man and was waiting for Israel to be saved. The Holy Spirit was with him and had assured him that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's promised Messiah. Led by the Spirit, Simeon went into the temple. When the parents brought the child Jesus into the temple to do for him what the law required, Simeon took the child in his arms and gave thanks to God. Now, Lord, you've kept your promise and you may let your servant go in peace. With my own eyes, I have seen the Savior you promised to send, who you have prepared for all people, a light to reveal your will to the Gentiles and bring glory to your people, Israel. There was also a very old prophetess, a widow named Anna. She was 84 years old. She never left the temple. Day and night, she worshiped God, fasting and praying. That very hour, She arrived at the temple, gave thanks to God, and spoke about the child to all who were there, saying, God's Messiah has been born. When Joseph and Mary had finished doing all that was required by the law of the Lord at the temple, they returned to their hometown of Nazareth in Galilee. Jesus had been born during the time when Herod was king, not long after Some Persian priests who studied the stars came from the east to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the baby born to be king of the Jews? We saw his star when it came up in the east, and we have come to worship him. When King Herod heard about this, he was very upset, and so was everyone else in Jerusalem who knew about it. He called together all the chief priests and the teachers of the law and asked them, where will the Messiah be born? In the town of Bethlehem in Judea, they answered, for this is what the prophet wrote, Bethlehem in the land of Judea, you are by no means the least of the leading cities of Judah, for from you will come a leader who will guide my people Israel. 
So Herod called the visitors from the east to a secret meeting and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. Then he sent them to Bethlehem with these instructions, go and make a careful search for the child, and when you find him, let me know so that I too may go and worship him. And so they left, and on their way, they saw the same star they had seen in the east. And when they saw it, how happy they were, and what joy was theirs. It went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was then living. They went into the house, and when they saw the child with his mother Mary, they knelt down and worshipped him. They brought out their gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh, and presented them to him. Now, gold is representative of royalty. Frankincense is a symbol of priestly authority. It's burned in the temple as incense. And myrrh is used to embalm the dead. These gifts represent the three major qualities of Jesus, his kingship, his priestly position, and his sacrifice and death. Back to the story. Quote, then they returned to their own country by another road since God had warned them in a dream not to go back to Herod. After they had left, the angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph and said, Herod will be looking for the child in order to kill him. So get up, take the child and his mother and escape to Egypt and stay there until I tell you to leave. So Joseph got up and took the child and his mother and left during the night for Egypt. Sidebar. Now, why would the angel tell them to go to Egypt? Well, when Nebuchadnezzar II, king of Babylon, conquered Israel just after Lehi left, this would be in 597 BC, many Jews were exiled to Egypt. Now, when Jesus was born, one of the largest Jewish communities outside of Israel was in Alexandria, Egypt. So the angel knew that Mary and Joseph and Jesus would be well taken care of in Egypt. They stayed in Egypt. Joseph took the child and his mother there, and they stayed there until Herod died. And this was done to make come true what the Lord had said through the prophet, I called my son out of Egypt. When Herod realized that the visitors from the east had tricked him, he was very angry. He was furious and he gave orders to kill all the boys in Bethlehem and its neighborhood that were two years of age and younger. This was done in accordance with what he learned from the visitors about the time when the star had appeared. In this way, the prophet Jeremiah's words came true. A sound is heard in Ramah, the sound of bitter weeping, Rachel is crying for her children. She refuses to be comforted, for they are dead. Now, after Herod died, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt. He said, Get up, take the child and his mother, and go back to the land of Israel, because those who tried to kill the child are dead. So Joseph got up, took the child and his mother, went back to Israel. But when Joseph heard that 
Achilles had succeeded his father Herod as king of Judea, who was afraid to go there. He was given more instructions in a dream, so he went to the province of Galilee and made his home in a town named Nazareth. And so what the prophets had said came true. He will be called a Nazarene. So Jesus grew wise and strong and was looked upon favorably by God and by the people among whom he lived. I hope you've enjoyed this Christmas story. I'm Martin Tanner. This is Religion Today. Join me next week. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.